Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Richard Herring. Thank you very much. Oh, lovely to see you all. Thank you for coming. Welcome to the show. This is uh, Richard Herring's Edinburgh Fringe Podcast, episode 25, or as all the cool kids are calling it, Rehef. That's the episode 25 bit. No cool kids in. Uh, and uh, I'm wearing my crown. I'm going to try and keep it on uh, throughout the show. But uh, one of the prizes at the end, there's a competition at the end where one of you can win all sorts of stuff today. I'll go through it in a second. Uh, but one of the prizes is you will become King of Edinburgh for <laughs> the next 11 months, or Queen, uh, for the next 11 months, and then you have to return the crown to me. Uh, that is part of it. So you can go around wearing this crown like I did the other day when I forgot I had it on in my house. <laughs> and put out the bins nearly wearing my crown. There's no excuse for that. And uh, also we'll go through the prizes today. It's a wonderful prize. Oh, that's the second prize. We've got a co obviously copies of uh, As It Occurs To Me, The Complete Pumpkin. Hooray. Uh, tickets. There's some tickets to see. Some, like two of the best shows at the Fringe. I hope you're free. We can see Simon Munnery straight after this show in this same venue uh, and Alan Cochran uh, tonight. And that is both brilliant shows. We've also got uh, two... Luxury tickets, electronic leather armchair ticket, gold class lounge tickets to, uh, I had to look it up on this, it doesn't say it on the ticket, which is a mistake, the man who gave me this, uh, to the Dominion Cinema in uh, Edinburgh, New Battle Terrace, and that is, you can go and see a film and sit, look, look at that lady there, and if that's part of the price, she'll come, that lady, <laughs> and she, if you're a man, she will suck you off, that is part of the price, and if that doesn't happen, complain to the Dominion Cinema. For false advertising. Look at her, she's lovely, isn't she? Look at that, reclining back with her legs out and everything. Nice. Um, that's, that's very good. That's a lovely prize, so thank you to them for that. And also, I'm giving away a load of stuff out of my <laughs> cupboard. I'm giving away the Jimmy hat that I was given. From someone that isn't from the show. That's from uh, someone gave me that. Uh, a complete tin of Illy Espresso. <laughs> I didn't even open it. I had an espresso machine in the flat, and I couldn't work out how to use it. <laughs> I thought I might break it. So uh, that, is that is worth like £5.95. That is proper... That's just straight away. That's money in the bank there. You can um, there's, uh, I think, practically a complete... I think it might be complete. Tomato, you bought tomato ketchup, didn't you? Uh, one tin of baked beans. Uh, most of a bottle of olive oil. Um, it's Sainsbury's olive oil. Uh, it's a medium fruity flavour. And the composed of refined olive oils and virgin olive oils. It's not uh, extra virgin. Uh, my girlfriend, when we were shopping, my girlfriend, we looked at the uh, olive oils on the shelf. I said, just get the little one. We're, we're only here for a month. My girlfriend said, no, we'll need more than that. Get the medium-sized one. Fuck. <laughs> That's 25p wasted there. Do you think olives grow on trees, darling? Because, yeah, they, they do. But that's not the point. That's 25p money wasted, but it's good for you. You can uh, have that and... Uh, a pack of uh, Tilda Brown Basmati <laughs> microwave rice. This says a lot about me, doesn't this? Is we're learning. I've got a tube of Barocca with one Barocca left in it. And hardly any of some Nando's, just hot peri-peri sauce. To be honest, that isn't what I would have bought if I'd had the choice, because if, if it's not extra hot, you're a twat. Uh, that is my suggested... Uh, phrase for Nando's, but they didn't have any extra hot in uh, Sainsbury's because uh, everyone in Scotland is a pussy. Uh, and uh, yeah, you heard me, what are you going to do? And uh, slightly crushed some Weetabix. <laughs> there, there may be some other stuff in there as well. That's all up for grabs later on. I feel silly in this crown, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep it on. Adam Buxton has no idea why I'm wearing the crown. No, he does. Uh, I'm just going to don't tell him. Just think I'm, make him think I'm an eccentric old man. Um, and um, so, yeah, I was reading the paper that Nick Ross uh, says, you see this Nick Ross who used to be on Crime Watch but isn't anymore, said that, um, I wish I'd brought the piece of paper out of me so I could quote it exactly, but he said that you have to, uh, women should have to be attractive to be on TV and that they shouldn't have mingers on TV. <laughs> I think he's speaking of us all, hey lads, yeah? He's, the br he's brave enough to say it. We don't want old women working on, on television. <laughs> Poor old Nick Ross. Uh, it's a shame to see him go so soon. And what else has been... I did... Um, yeah, <laughs> what a fucking idiot. I went to, t I went to, the, um, I went to the Tempting Tatty. Uh, and none of you fucking did you for the last time. Did you go, Paul J. Levy? Did you say thank you very much for all the service? 
He's just a liar that much. Ian Tatty is a liar, or Ian Tempting. I always forget which one he is. Uh, he is... Uh, <laughs> it was closed down. It's my favourite... Uh, I don't know what the main thing... My main problem is I don't know now. When I, Every time I get asked by a newspaper, recommend somewhere to go in Edinburgh, where should you go in Edinburgh? I always just say the Tempting Tatty every single time. So if you look back through history, you'll see just... Uh, if you look back through it, no, it's not really in the history books. If you look back through newspapers, <laughs> hopefully one day it will be. Yes. <laughs> Richard Herring recommended The Tempting Tower. It's a place I always recommended, and it was great, but it closed yesterday, uh, and he gave me... I had my last Richard Herring, his cheese and mango chutney. He refused to give out the recipe of how he creates. <laughs> great, so I'll never be able to have that. Uh, and I nearly hit myself in the face again. Well, I hit myself in the tooth with the microphone yesterday, uh, and I really hurt. Uh, so, uh, right, that was, the, uh, that was the end of the show. Uh, and, um, yeah, so th- and I did set list again last night, which is the... Um, which is just adjusting my crown there for people at home, uh, which is where you have to make up uh, c- comedy from a list of suggestions. And you can see from this morning uh, how bad I've become, at doing <laughs> even even when I've thought about it in advance. Uh, and I didn't do all that well last night. You were there, Paul J. Levy. How did I do, Paul J.? I was superb, according to Paul J. Levy. Uh, was I? And Rich Hall used the same set list later. Yeah. Who was best out of me and Rich Hall? With I was the best. Yeah. I now am the second best comedian with the initials RH after, <laughs> after Russell Howard. There's so many of them. It's, an, it's annoying. I've taken over from uh, Rich. Well, look, well, like, why don't we, seeing you know, none of you like me, and uh, you've come here to see Adam Buxton, why don't we get him? <laughs> it's suspiciously full in here for a Monday. What's going on? I sort of assumed the last one would be quite empty. So we're, uh, we're going to bring on... Uh, have you come here to see Adam Buxton, madam? And me, yeah, don't go there. No, not, not you and Adam Buxton, you could have said. You, uh, what's your name? Caroline. Caroline, that's nice. What do you do for a living? You're a care worker. Is this one of your charges that you've brought, <laughs> we've brought along with you? It's very nice. Are you all right? Yeah, you're doing all right. You're enjoying the show so far? So far. Yeah, good. That's nice. You're a very nice lady to look after him. He can't be your boyfriend because what, you're way too good for him. So I'm assuming... <laughs> how, did you, how did you manage that? Hey, how did you manage that? What did you? Yeah, go on. What did you? Add? There's a story. <laughs> what is the story? How did you uh, ensnare this beautiful woman when you're such a weird-looking golem-like man? <laughs> I prevented her from being able to know what I looked like until she'd committed. <laughs> <laughs> did you wear full hajib? Is that what you were doing? <laughs> you pretend you're a woman. She's into a lesbian-Muslim relationships, and when she fall in love with you, dinner, ha Like all lesbians, you actually want a man, and here I. Am. <laughs> That's the way to trick them, Lance, uh, we've learnt. So, um, on that bombshell, will you please welcome... Sorry, I spat all over you as well. There's some extra... There's some proper um, Edinburgh lurgy flu in there. You'll be ill as I am for the next uh, two weeks. Will you please welcome the Duke of Edinburgh? It's Adam Buxton, ladies and gentlemen. Count Buckley. Here he is. Got some water. How you doing, Adam? Good to see you. Speak right into that microphone. It's like a radio show, but it goes out on the internet. Okay. It's it, and you're allowed to say fuck. Fuck. Yeah. Come on. Uh, so have you sworn on air on the BBC ever? I did on Six Music. I spilt some black coffee down my pants. Not I remember. And, and, and then I got up and I went. I didn't swear as it happened, yeah. but then as I stood up and I said, it looks like I've pissed myself. And then and I went, I mean, peed myself with Andrew Collins said, it's too late to change. <laughs> so now you've said it, you can't go back. And I, li- I had to apologise five minutes later. I mean, fuck off. Pissed, <laughs> I'm pissed myself. What's wrong? It's six music. It's all adults listening to it. Anyway. Yeah, that's okay. That's not yeah, too pissed. bad. That's all right. And have you ever said anything problematic, <laughs> politically problematic? <laughs> I'm sure the answer's yes. I probably have. I was actually very well behaved on uh, six music. The only yeah. thing I did was when I was told to stop interrupting Andrew Collins right. uh, one week. I just let him speak and didn't in, didn't talk at all to, yeah. sh- to show the bosses of Six Music what a terrible mistake they were making. <laughs> I let him. If you just let him talk, he just carries on talking and doesn't say anything interesting. What he needs is a cheeky man coming over the top <laughs> and interrupting him and saying something stupid to save yeah. it. So I just thought I'd show them I was being a bit petulant, Adam, and that, yeah. I think that is the reason I'm no longer on Six Music. <laughs> <laughs> I think that is the cause. Have you? What about you? Have you? What did you ever? Uh, every now and go? again, you sort of forget you're on air, don't you? You get yeah. too comfortable. Yes. And uh, then it gets away from you a little bit. Like I went on a weird rant about. 
I was sort of doing some ludicrous, um, offensive Scottish impression. No, that's yeah, that one. I hate that kind of thing. And it ended up <laughs> <laughs> racist, didn't it? It's racist. It's very racist. And it's such a thin line between <laughs> just uh, clowning and just racism, <laughs> unnecessary, unpleasant racism. And we were talking about uh, Mrs. Doubtfire, and Joe was doing this impression that he does of the bit in Mrs. Doubtfire when Robin Williams... No, it's, yeah, it is Robin Williams, isn't it? His, uh, his tits go on fire, <laughs> and he's trying to put them out with the pan lids. And Joe's impression is basically just going, Oh, my, my boobies are on fire! Oh, my boobies are on fire! I'm actually doing it better than he does. Yeah. <laughs> but so then I sort of got excited by that and I was whipped up into a frenzy of uh, racist excitement and started doing my own Scottish impression, which just involved me shouting much more, which is my <laughs> default yeah. position on the radio shows, just shout. And uh, so I started going, Ah, my boobies are on fire! We are doing our shab, you poof! <laughs> Because, like, somewhere, <laughs> you know, in my head, I had this kind of <laughs> unfair, <laughs> grotesque caricature of an angry Scottish homophobic man. <laughs> and I thought a Saturday morning show <laughs> was the on the BBC was the time to air that one. Yeah. And it's ironic that Robin Williams dressed as a woman would <laughs> start calling another person a puff. Well, that would have exactly. been, been a hard position to, you know. Yeah. And then there, and there was a horrible silence. Like It was one of those things where everyone, like Joe didn't have anything to say about it. He's not a good filler, you know? <laughs> he likes to leave you dangling. If there's a problem, there'll just be dead air. He'll And he'll literally do this face. <laughs> <laughs> and James as well, the producer, yeah. who also produces your show, and he, he does more or less the same. He doesn't actually go, but he does... <laughs> I know that it's that face he's doing. His face just goes, oh, it's like a... He doesn't actually shake his head. <laughs> but you can see he's like, oh, it's apology time. Yeah, to apologise. Yeah. I'd like to apologise to any poofs out there. Are there, <laughs> are, there are there any poofs left? I don't think there are. But not then you start digging... It because you realise you've said something that's not really acceptable and <laughs> then you start digging yourself in even deeper. You, you start qualifying it and saying, listen, I was. I mean, that's not fair to, to Scottish... I mean, I think there probably are some Scottish homophobic people like that. But, uh, I mean, that, that's not... The point though, I mean, there, there aren't, there aren't any, there, there are no homophobic Scottish people. I'm very sorry, I apologize to all uh, hom homosexuals and uh, Scottish people. And yeah, yeah meanwhile, stopped. Joe's still just sitting there staring at me, <laughs> not in any way helping me out of the hole I've just jumped into. Have you seen Robin Williams on that advert for the Nintendo DS, the new? Uh, Legend of Zelda game. No, that is a fucking fall from grace, and that is not. <laughs> what is that? I, I can't work out where they, where they went. Oh, we've got to, you know, like the little elf game on the Nintendo DS. That's what it's called, isn't it? The Legend of Zelda. That's what yeah. it's called. Yeah, yeah. And then it's just him for no reason, just his close up on his face going by the Legend of Zelda. <laughs> kind of going, I wonder what they're gonna, how they're gonna connect this to Robin Williams at some point. Just someone's going, why don't we just get Robin Williams to say by this? And then there's it's just, just him in a big beard, and it has to put. It comes up Robin Williams because it yeah. looks so unlike Robin Williams. <laughs> he's really old oh and he's got a big God. beard. Then Robin, this is Robin Williams. We've somehow got him. And I think the way they've got him is by paying him a huge amount of money to go. And then he's just gone, I'll do it in one take. And then it's just him. And then interspersed with it. It's the most surreal thing I've ever seen. That is strange. And who's yeah. it supposed to appeal to? <laughs> I don't know. Like, is it that they're sort of saying, you know, the big gap in the video game market is the Robin Williams fans. They're not, they're not buying any of our video games. We're losing Millions of pounds a year. <laughs> we've got to get. We've got to get in touch with that demographic. It must be. It must be. Oh I think God. a lot of fat fans of uh, fans of Flubber. Uh, probably. <laughs> <laughs> probably yeah. they just are so they're entranced by Flubber and they don't realise there are. You can just sort of join in with some games. You don't have yeah. to watch it. Or what was that one? J J Jumanji or whatever it's called. That oh, was actually a game. That was right. a game, wasn't it? So well, he was in a game. Uh, films these days, Richard, are more or less all fucking video <laughs> games, <laughs> except <laughs> a lot less enjoyable. <laughs> it is true. <laughs> so what are you doing in Edinburgh, Adam Buxton? What show is this? Uh, going I, on? I came up here doing a show called Bug, uh, which I do in London on the BFI South Bank usually, and it is a uh, basically a forum of uh, for music videos. We just sort of showcase um, interesting, unusual, hilarious, bizarre, excellent music videos, which otherwise people wouldn't naturally uh, come across. I don't think unless they were sort of freaks and mm -hmm. ser searching for them. So, you know, it's I, I sort of describe it to people as being like an evening round at a friend's house 
and he gets out his laptop and starts showing you things. <laughs> and it sort of depends on whether you think that's an attractive proposition or something to be avoided. Um, I mean, I'm very passionate about the m uh, medium of music videos. You know, I just think they're, they're hard to beat. A good music video. Mm -hmm. It's a smash. doesn't outstay its welcome. You know, it's about four and a half minutes max. Yep. Uh, if you don't like it, there's something else coming along. And it's these people, a lot of directors, you know, mainly young directors without um, lives, um, <laughs> spending months and months on these things, working with very small budgets and just cramming all their ideas into them. And yeah. it's really a joy to see. And, it's, and they're better than short films, I think, for example, because you get, the, you get the music as well. So it's a double whammy. Like, you go and see some short films, and they're not that short for a start. Yeah. You know, they go on for about 15 or 20 minutes. Yeah. Is this really a short film? <laughs> That's not short enough. Um, so, yeah. So I, what do you do? And you say, here's some music videos I like and then sit back. Is that More what you do? Because that's yeah. quite a good idea. I wish I thought yeah. that's a... I've been working quite hard this Edinburgh, kind of making up shows and stuff. Well, I, I just go, I like this. This is... And this is another song I like. Listen, yeah. just play it on your like little. I just get. I'm not even have the video. Just like a actual LP on yeah. there. Yeah, <laughs> just show it to people <laughs> on your phone. <laughs> it's more or less that. And and the thing is, you know, I'm I'm just the host of this yeah, thing. Yeah. Really, it's not like an Adam Buxton stand-up show. No. I mean, I do put little odds and sods of my own stuff in between the videos. Yeah. And uh, every now and again, I'll sort of uh, load it more heavily the other way. Like last night, I sort of lost confidence a bit. <laughs> and I thought, shit, because I'd heard someone saying, oh, yeah, and he, there's, there's a lot of vi music videos in the show. <laughs> so, yeah, well, it, it's kind of about music videos. <laughs> but then I got rattled and I thought, shit, I need to put more of my own stuff in. Otherwise, people are going to feel ripped off. And that never pays, does no, it, to no. second guess uh, the audience? You've got to do what you want. Don't God. listen to anyone else. Exactly. Don't, if the, even if the audience are just sitting there booing you, don't yeah. listen to them. <laughs> don't listen to anyone else. Say, you don't understand, <laughs> fuckers! <laughs> Yonder, you'll be doing it in the playground tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's that. No, I mean it's 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 been really good, I think. And uh, but I do worry that people come along and they haven't quite grasped exactly what they're in for, you know. And it's quite a long show; it's about an hour and a half. Oh, um, so people sit there and I think sometimes think, "There's a lot, yeah, wow, there's a lot of music. <laughs> where's the where's the comedy stuff going to start?" And there is some comedy. There is some comedy. Well, I saw you in Shepherd's Bush, the Bush yeah. Hall gig. That was, so that's a different thing, because that's you doing clips from the like YouTube and the internet and yeah. the comments and stuff on them. Well, there, there is a lot of that stuff in the is show. Right? Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm sort of obsessed with YouTube comments. Because that was incredibly funny. You made the show sound rubbish. <laughs> and yeah. I just want to say that when I saw you do that, I just thought that is mind-blowingly brilliant, to oh, the thanks. interactive thing of the internet and, and it's those YouTube comments. In fact, in... You have a cock bongo, don't you? In, is one of the people yes. who comments on your... I don't know if... It, he comes to quite a lot of... The, is cock bongo in today? Oh, oh. You, you... Are you Mrs. Cock Bongo? What's that cock bongo's cock has been in there. <laughs> she may be the bongo. <laughs> it's been in... I'm guessing at least two orifices. I'm guessing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've got a thumbs up. It is at least... Oh, was that just thanks or was that... Yeah. Oh, <laughs> or was that where? <laughs> what else has been going on? No, okay. Um, that's, the kind of, that's the kind of thing that can happen in my, my audience. Be careful if you join. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, has he seen... Well, <laughs> and usually it's upsetting for you. He's, uh, have you, have you. Has he seen the Adam Buxton routine where he is mentioned? Did he? And did, did you do the cock bongo bit? No, I didn't do oh. the cock bongo bit. No, that was, a, that was a comment on one of my own videos, Sausages, yeah. Yeah. where I sing a short song about sausages. Look uh, it up online. Yeah. I mean, you can sort of half do it, can't they? You can look it up at home. You can look it up online. It's on YouTube. Yeah. On your, is it on your own channel? You it's on my own channel. Yeah, you just type in sausages and <laughs> pretty much one of the videos that pops up is me nude with some a crown of sausages. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's very funny. But I then, mean, I think But then it's, it's also very funny because that comes from your Me Box program. Yes, one of my many failed pilots. That was, that was great. What happened with that? Why did that not happen? Because uh, people are telling well, you idiots. Is it that was so far ahead of its time. <laughs> uh, that's the problem with a lot of my stuff, <laughs> is that it was, um, I would say, about five years ahead of its time. And uh, also... <laughs> I think my stuff is about 500 years ahead of its time. Yeah. 500 years' time, people will be listening <laughs> going, oh, this is amazing. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. It was great when he said that thing about the cock and cock bomb. <laughs> 
But now people are going, that's just no inappropriate. One else that's in inappropriate. 2011 would have ever <laughs> dared to say that. Uh, yeah, no, it was, it was uh, probably a little bit of bad timing. I got there around about the time that BBC Three was having one of its regular rebranding sessions. <laughs> and at that point, they decided to rebrand it as, as a, I think, like a sort of confused Japanese teen girls <laughs> channel. It all suddenly went pink and neon, <laughs> uh, and it was a total rebrand, and, and, and more or less everything that I had uh, submitted in, in the form of this uh, pilot me yeah. box looked hopelessly out of place <laughs> with everything else that they had there. So, uh, But the yeah. wonder of the internet is you can find these things on the internet, which is great for your yeah. fans, but then people who aren't necessarily your fans will end up writing... Yeah, they, they sort of come... I mean, most of my stuff... Um, doesn't really cross over in that way, but every now and again something will go accidentally <laughs> viral, you know, uh, it, 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 albeit in a, in a small way. And then you do get a lot of confused comments, <laughs> and especially from people in America. Yeah. And there was a couple of people who were sort of furious with this video of me <laughs> singing a song about sausages with a crown of sausages. They were like, uh, just sort of angry about British people in general. This British guy, look at him, he's so smug. British people, oh, they think they're so clever with their dry humor. We're supposed to cl cl clap this guy because he's got a crown of sausages. Oh, that's so strange. And they're so smug, and they hate Americans just because we love air conditioning. <laughs> was one of their comments. But then, no, Cockbongo was very supportive. Yeah, he was. He loved it. He left a really sweet comment saying, you know, good luck with me, Box, and everything. And what does he do for a living, Cock Bongo? <laughs> he actually play the bongos with his cock. <laughs> Why? Where does it come from? With so he plays. It, so we have to repeat that. Cock. So the the, ga the name does not come from anything to do with cocks. It comes from playing the bongos with a shuttlecock. Yeah, that's less normal. That's less than <laughs> weird. You <laughs> <laughs> can understand. <laughs> But is that his job? Is he played? Does he play? That's, that's <laughs> kind of my fans. That's how my he's one of my main fans. Cock Bongo, you had Andrew Collins around for dinner, didn't you, last year, for Sunday dinner? I wouldn't go because <laughs> I thought that was overstepping a line. A, I was going to a place where I thought a man would play bongos with his cock. That's what I was mainly worried about. Yeah, and then uh, serve you food. Yeah, but B, I think it's. I think that's crossing a line. Would you go for dinner with someone who you didn't really know? who was just in your audience. Would you do that? Andrew Collins would. That's my point. He's, I don't know if that makes him better than me. They've had beers, but that's not... Yeah, that's not... Well, Andrew Collins... Not, not to turn this into be about him. We'll get on to that. Uh, <laughs> Andrew Collins so was all sad in the, in the Pleasance Courtyard and tweeted, going, is anyone around for a beer? And then Cock Bongo came and rescued him. That's what happened, didn't it? That's so what Twitter's for, He's a tragic individual. In fact, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have Andrew Collins around for, if I was a person in the audience... I'd be worried about having Andrew Collins around for dinner and what, what he would do. <laughs> this is not going to heal the rib. It isn't going to heal. <laughs> do you want to... I was just, I've just got you on because <laughs> I was wanting to say, why don't... Because, you know, Joe's going off and being really successful. Is he? Yeah, and leave, <laughs> kind of leaving, leaving you. But I can't imagine that what that would be like to be in a double act where the other guy does well. It must be <laughs> awful for... It must be terrible. <laughs> must be filled with jealousy and envy. Uh, you know, Stuart Lee has to cope with that with me. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but uh, why don't you and me team up as the two right. loud short ones, and then we could take the six, <laughs> we could take the six music slot back from Andrew Collins, and then yeah. I could ring him up and go, "Yeah, how do you like? How do you like <laughs> team up with someone? Do you like it?" And he'd have to go, "Yes, yes, I do like it." <laughs> because I, I understand. What do you think? Why don't we do that? It sounded as if you were sort of limbering up to have <laughs> sex with him. There. I could just. <laughs> Just imagine him tied I've been up. limbering up to have sex How with him for like three it? years. That's why I mean that's the only reason I've been doing it. I'm only doing the podcast to bum him. That's the only way I'm coming. <laughs> the only way we're coming back is if the next podcast begins with me just getting inserting that the tip is just <laughs> just going in. The first sound is Andrew Collins going, Oh ah, no, I'm sorry. Ah. No lubrication, it's just gotta be are you sorry, Andrew? I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Please. Then we'll just carry on as normal after that. <laughs> that is uh, Sony award-winning <laughs> podcast gold. Right it there, could I be. think. It could be. And but for if the we charming on the anal rape <laughs> podcast. <laughs> <laughs> sounds so like what? Your dinner? <laughs> <laughs> it's like Mrs. Cockbonger said it sounds like the dinner. That they <laughs> 
<laughs> oh. I've got to repeat everything because they won't be able to hear at home. And if you know, it depends if oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, I hope someone of you is recording this in the audience because I completely forgot to do it. I was going on my phone because Chris Cooper there in the box, he is not uh, really competent to do this. So <laughs> and episode 22, he fucked up completely. Episode 23, I, I took the piss out of him and he cut that bit off. <laughs> so this isn't good. But And I gave him a massive bottle of whiskey to thank him for all his hard work. Right. Which is nice of me, given how much he's fucked up, right? Uh, and uh, I imagine... I mean, he's not even there. Look, I think he's just... He's just drinking the whiskey now somewhere in a puddle of his own sick. Uh, but he's been fantastic. I'd like to take this opportunity to thank everyone at The Stand. This has been a brilliant hey, experience. Yeah. But that is... What uh, do you... Do you... Um, do you buy presents at the end of the run for the people that you've worked with? I do, but it's really difficult because there's so many. It, it spreads so wide. The you know the number you've got leafleters and PR yeah. people, and so it's. And Where's the cutoff? Uh, well, I think the cutoff point ends at the door of the venue. So okay. I will. Uh, so I will buy like. So again, there's a lot of people working. So I bought because uh, Chris is the main tech on it. I've kind of bought him a, an individual gift. Yeah. And is I've it a surprise or can uh, you? No, tell he's us obviously it it's like a bottle of Oban, oh, Oban malt whiskey, it's yeah. 14 years old. Very I thought nice. I'd get that. Because that's usually the age of his girlfriend, so that would be. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, <laughs> this, this fucking bastard. this show's not going out on the internet. I can tell you right now, this is not happening. Uh, and uh, then I got like some celebrations for everyone else, like a big box of celebrations, which good you know idea. it's a good, it's a good cut five quid, and then you everyone's happy. That's the yeah. thing. It doesn't cost much, uh, and you know, so yeah. But I, it, it's I, so it's difficult because I like my leaflets for my other show. Last year, I bought them all like a gift voucher for HMP. But there's a fuck of a lot of them. And yeah. then you kind of go, if I give them £10 from an HMV, that's like your gran, isn't it? If you give a £10 HMV voucher, oh, thanks, I can buy a bag to keep my merchandise. <laughs> <laughs> I can buy a plastic bag. So I kind of have decided not to give anything. But what would be, would it be better to give £10 to everyone? That's like going to be £100 total. There's 10 of them. Uh, or nothing. What do you think, Adam? Well, I don't know. I mean, uh, what do you think the etiquette is? I've been. I'm only doing five shows in total. Yeah. So do you think I can go round and explain that to everyone? <laughs> Listen, I really thought about buying you a present, <laughs> but I've only really done five shows. <laughs> so is it okay if I just sign something for you? <laughs> Do you think that's going to go down well? <laughs> Might be okay. <laughs> it is that weird thing of giving out, you know, giving like, here, have a copy of my book. Yeah. Or my, I gave him a copy of As It Occurs to Me, The Complete Comfort. You kind of think, he probably won't like that. Yeah. But it looks, it looks know, slightly well, out. Should I sign it to you? No, no. Well, people, <laughs> when, they're, you know, when they're working on your shows, you know, they're working on lots of other shows as well. There's, yeah. no, there's no way of really telling if they actually like what you're doing, you know, because they're, <laughs> they're a bit like um, TV crews, you know. Very, very seldom do they actually sort of laugh and enjoy what you're doing. And when they do, actually, it's usually a bad sign. <laughs> but So they're all getting on with their work. And like the tech guy who, who does my show, one of them, he, he helps to plug in my laptop and everything at the beginning of the show. And I have a weird little war with him um, because it's a, it's a <laughs> Mac laptop and it's one of those magnetic power things that yeah. uh, plugs on the back. Oh, yes, and, yeah. and you've got a couple of choices about which way round you can let the cable lie. <laughs> you can let it lie to the back so it's out of the way of the ports. <laughs> That's the way I prefer. <laughs> or you can let it lie the other way so it obscures the USB <laughs> ports. I don't need the USB <laughs> ports for the show per se, but I want them exposed just in case. I want to plug in a key or a device, a, an external hard drive. But the tech guy switches the cable round <laughs> as if he knows better than I do what the best way to plug in a cable for a, you know, a yeah. and he said, like, I've got this weird little war. And every time I look down, he's popped over and switched <laughs> it back again. Have you discussed it with him or have you just, no, you can't discuss it. I can't, I'm no good at any kind of confrontation. <laughs> so I just studiously, like, I go through these elaborate things of waiting until he's gone. <laughs> I switch it back again. And then if I see him coming back, I switch it back round <laughs> to the way he did it. So that he won't fucking switch it back again, and then when he's safely away, I switch it back to the way I like it. <laughs> yeah, don't get him a present. No. Uh, so uh, <laughs> you have to give that this is. I don't know if this is a true story. This is an. Is, it, is the crown putting you off, or is it all right? No, you feel intimidated by the crown. Not, man, you deserve it. Okay, King thank, you, thank yeah. you very much. I don't know where it started that, but I'm. Um, you know, 
that, that whole rumor is disgusting to me. I, it's, I hate it, but <laughs> I feel I should join. You know, people want it, so I've, I've joined it. That's the kind of guy I'm. I'm giving. But um, I I heard that Tommy Steele when he did this. May, and I, I might not be able to tell this story. It might be libelous or whatever. But I'm gonna fuck it. I'll do it anyway. Uh, Chris will have fucked up the recording anyway. Uh, so it's uh, <laughs> it's um, yeah, when he did singing in the rain. Yeah. Uh, he was so rude to all of the the crew and just uh, focused on his job. He was very rude to them. That on the last night. There was like when t- they made the singing in the rain thing. There was a big tank above the above the stage, which would drip down water through it, and everyone in the crew pissed into that tank on the, <laughs> on the last <laughs> on the last night. If you're listening, if you're a fan, Tommy Steele, and that's the first you've heard of it. I'm sorry uh, to be <laughs> the one that reveals it to you. But then at the end of the show, Tommy Steele went around and gave everyone really elaborate, well thought, nice gig gifts, oh. and said, uh, "I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. I know I can be a hard taskmaster. I'm just very focused yeah. on my <laughs> on my work." <laughs> <laughs> so they gave everyone really nice oh. press. So it's a really horrible story, isn't it? Both Fucking ways around. Have you ever exacted any kind of revenge like that on anyone? <sighs> I used to work in a restaurant, so did that's you? Oh, did you? more or less par for the course. I'm sure it's happened to me, but I don't know whether I've ever... I've ever Are you rude to waiters? Uh, I try not to be, but sometimes you can't help it. I, I, again, I'm very bad at confrontation, so if things are bad, I will just accept them. Yeah. But I think sometimes you still come across as a dick. You can't really help it. And, you know, if, if, things, if you're in a little bit of a hurry and they're being a little bit slow, it's yeah. kind of, you'd sort of worry. What, what happened at the restaurant? Did you? Oh, man. I mean, there was a lot of weeing went on. Yeah. Uh, I was a bartender, so that is, you know, they, that's 101 revenge. Just, <laughs> just uh, we, you know, wee into the glass, fine. Or just sometimes dip your old chap into the glass. <laughs> <laughs> that feels nice as well, you know. You get a little bath, <laughs> nice little bath for the old fella. And um, you feel good about yourself, and it's nice to watch them drinking the uh, residue of the old chap. Um, and enjoying it, so licking their lips. But <laughs> er, uh, then another step. What do they have to do to deserve the well, deserve that they have to be very, very rude. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's not something I did more than twice. Right. Um, but yeah, just you know, Friday night. Do you really go out behind the? Do you do it right, literally behind the bar, or did you go into a different room to? No, do you it? go into the storeroom. Yeah. Do, it. <laughs> do it in the storeroom. Although I, I saw someone else do it once by just literally dipping the glass down below the level of the <laughs> bar top and doing it there. By it could turn into a terrible kind of flaming Moe's situation where that <laughs> drink that drink becomes really popular. No one knows <laughs> what the secret. <laughs> is. I was coming back. Can I have? <laughs> You're just having. <laughs> That's right. No one must ever know what it is. It's, it's not the same bittersweet <laughs> tang that the previous drink had. That amazing cocktail that you served it me is. was, uh, yeah, that, that should have been what the film Cocktail with <laughs> Tom Cruise was all about. The tale of a cock. Um, but there was a lot of uh, a lot of bogey, you know, oh. a lot of bogeys on. Yeah, that was the wa- that was the waiters and waitresses. Uh, on the cheesecake, particularly, um, <laughs> they would do the, you know they would uh, top the cheesecake with a squirt of whipped cream kind mm. of thing. So yeah, large bogey. <laughs> and then uh, and then if it was a really horrible customer, they'd come round <laughs> and they'd get a bogey from everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> and it was uh, there was this Australian waitress who used to do it, and she'd go, "Oh yeah, I've got a horrible one on table 15. <laughs> bogey, please. <laughs> bogey from you, please." That's a big one, great. <laughs> and then they'd cover it with whipped cream and then everyone would sit around and watch them eat it. Should we know, should you want to give a plug to the restaurant where this happened? Uh, it doesn't exist yeah, anymore, so I'd, I wonder I'd be why. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> everyone died of yeah. horrible lurking. I, wo- I worked at a few restaurants, but that um, that particular incident happened at a place called the Rock Island Diner. Mm. Mm. It, was a, it was a 50s theme restaurant that yeah. I used to work at. I think anyone who goes there deserves to have yeah. shit. To the I did have a girlfriend who worked in a, in a r- restaurant years ago, and she was a bit nuts, I have to say. And uh, she uh, she claimed that one, with one customer, someone did a shit and put some of their shit and fried it up really. It was in something that was really fricasseed. Yeah. So it would be actually, they worked out it would be safe to eat, but they would also... <laughs> They, they actually had shit. That's in nice that they, they thought <laughs> yeah. about the medical yeah. angle. Well, I guess they don't want to get sent to prison. I mean, That's the thing true, that isn't you it? Would actually be, you, know. you don't actually want to kill someone. <laughs> Although, <laughs> Maybe. I mean, if that happened, I wonder what She got the sacked somehow for some yeah, reason from yeah. that job. I wonder what the cutoff is there. And, um, you know, if you get, obviously you get fired for, for the bogeys, but then for a bit of shit, you probably might go to prison. <laughs> you might go to prison. Yeah. And it's the other thing, of course, if we're going to get into this, is the... The, the spunk issue that that, that yeah. must be that, well, that must happen a, a yeah. lot. I heard that I heard about that happening. I yeah. didn't see that happening. You heard about it. Yeah. Uh. 
<laughs> spunky sauce. Yeah. That delicious spunky sauce. Because that, that must be quite easy to, certainly in an omelette or something but that, like that. that I mean, that... <laughs> That would be very easy to mix. You could probably make an omelette just out of spunk. <laughs> say it was say it was an egg white. <laughs> this is an egg white omelette. There's extra yeah. extra salt in there. It's a lot of protein. <laughs> protein shake. But uh, that can't be easy to do on command, though, can it? I mean, it's hard. Sometimes it's very difficult. If to you're sexually aroused by the idea of people eating your spunk, I think it, I think yeah. it probably is very easy to do. Unless you're a porn star, though, surely. Yeah. It's difficult doing it on command sometimes. Do you think so? Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever been commanded? <laughs> come! Think come now! <laughs> From a standing start or a non-standing start, I suppose. <laughs> I once... Uh, it's reminded me of a... Um, is our, is Seymour turned up? Yeah, I think Seymour's backstage. Oh, is it cool? Seymour, Great. Yeah. Uh, that's all right. So we, we have to, we're going off digressions. <laughs> but I, talking of going back to... Uh, insane fans houses to, uh, to I was there was once a guy and he was very persuasive and he was a slightly odd guy and he, I met him at a couple of parties but I didn't know who he was and he lived in Balham at the same time as I did and we went I think we shared a cab back because he was but I didn't really know him it was kind of odd and then he said oh come into my uh, come, come up and have a, dr a drink before you go and it's kind of a it was a little bit but I was really drunk it was a bit of an odd thing I thought should I yeah. Should I go up? I'm going to get out of here alive. Just something on. And then he showed me loads of pictures of himself with other celebrities, right? And then they, uh, there was one with him with his arm around this topless. Was it model. Jonathan King? It, <laughs> it was. It was really. It was really odd. He was, it was really creepy. And it's like he yeah. had. He obviously loved celebrities. And I was on TV at the time, but not like very famous. I was in Fist of Fun at the time, and it was. Uh, but he was showing me all these pictures. There was a picture of him with a page tree, you know, like a. Uh, pneumatic naked woman who looked a little bit comatose in the picture yeah. with his arm around it was really hot and then he went into and he, and he asked for Stuart's number and I would never do that and I gave him Stuart's number he was like, <laughs> he, was like he was like sort of Rasputin you know he kind of had me in his thrall and he said do you want a cup of tea and I said yeah and he had this little kitchenette next to the lounge and when he went to make the cup of tea he shut the door Oh. And I kind of thought, why would you do that? <laughs> and so, and I kind of thought, what the hell? You know, am I going to get out of this alive? So he, yeah. got, he got the tea. I didn't drink any. I, I, I pretended to sip the tea. <laughs> like, <laughs> and then left and then made my excuses and left but I think I, if loads of people are dead in the Ballam area I think if I could remember where he lived that would be the bloke Jesus. that's yeah. kind of spooky it's, it's, and Stu went back to famously went back to someone's this is a brilliant story it is Stu's story but he went back he was locked out of bed and breakfast when he was touring when he was, you know, when we had just started and he was, we were doing lots of universities he was touring a lot on his own and he couldn't get in his bed and breakfast someone came back and said oh you know, we've got a, we've got a spare room. Come and stay in yeah. our house. One of the students who'd seen this show, and he came in, and the spare room was a mattress on the floor of the lounge, uh, in which the lounge where there was all the, his flatmates sitting around watching Animal Farm, not the charming cartoon, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the unpleasant uh, bestiality yeah. <laughs> movie, uh, and uh, also uh, the uh, <laughs> he said Stuart said the guy had pictures uh, posters of Stuart Lee all around, oh. all in his room. And that is where that—that's where that was the uh, inspiration for the Alan Partridge right. thing, where he goes back to the guy's house. Peter, Peter Bainham just nicked that wholesale and <laughs> and elaborated a bit. But the really brilliant part of the story is the guy who asked you back to the flat was the DJ Christian O'Connell. That is who it was <laughs> <laughs> when he was a student. So. And I met Christian O'Connell and asked him about it. And he said, I had all kinds of comedians put posters up. It wasn't just students. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I, I, that, again, I would, I would just have not, I'd have said, well, no, I've got a bed and breakfast. I'll somehow get into my bed yeah. and breakfast. The fact that Stu went back with these guys. To the, but out of that came his whole routine about um, having sex with a pig and going right. into space, which is then we wrote a novel about and that like Alan Partridge thing. So this kind of one evening, if wow. you take, Stu would always just take the, you know, do the things and go go for it. And I was always too scared to do anything. And yeah. then you've kind of, if you go and do mad things, you get material out of it. If you survive, that is the, that's <laughs> that's the danger. But then after a, after a while, you just can't do that anymore, though, can no. you? Because well, you just, uh, especially with a family, <laughs> yeah, you can't risk risk your life. <laughs> you can't you become a victim of a serial killer. You would have thought that Christian O'Connell would have warned him, though, wouldn't you? What about the about posters? like, hey, you know, uh, it's, a bit, it's a bit embarrassing, but I've got a few <laughs> posters of you, and you know, I don't want you to get freaked out. Anyway. I'm <laughs> no, not a stalker or whatever. But also, would you say when he says we've got a spare room, he would have said. Well, when I say spare room, it's a mattress in the lounge, yeah. and my flatmates will be in there watching animal porn. <laughs> so, you know, if you want to sleep or anything, <laughs> oh my it's God. the most. <laughs> and the fact I think he stayed, you know, so it's like Stuart Lee's as bad as anyone, I think, when it comes to that. But that's uh, oh. pretty nice. So, look, before I forget, I'm asking everyone this question. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, and it kind of follows on. Uh, what What would it take for you to fellate the actor Keith Allen? What would you need in return? <laughs> 
for that? Well, if the part required it, <laughs> uh, if it was a good, well-directed film, yeah, um, yeah I, it wouldn't take that much, probably. probably not. Yeah. Would you be happy to do that in... Because there are sometimes, because you are an actor as well, you've been in... Uh I'm, I'm in acting jail at the moment. <laughs> um, made a couple of bad choices. <laughs> Due for parole, um, <laughs> I think this year. Right. I hope, but uh, yeah, I, I I feel as an actor that I would do that if if I was asked to do it for a part. I wouldn't do it for fun. <laughs> right, we do it for money. I feel like I I You'd feel do it for like money I if I you were filmed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think I'd do more or less anything <laughs> if I was filmed. It's like that Russell Brand show that he did. Do you remember yeah. on TV? What was it called? Rebrand. Yeah. And he did all kinds of things like that. Like he slept with a very old prostitute. Didn't he have a bath with like a very old scabrous prostitute or something? Know, and yeah, he put himself in all kinds of strange situations. Allegedly he did these things. Just No, no, it's in the show. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're did he really the do it though? Uh, well, like he, he gave an old guy a hand job and stuff. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he did, set yeah. himself all these grotesque challenges. And then Does, didn't Katy Perry know about them. that? I wonder if she's. <laughs> I wonder if, if they've sat down and watched chancing them. Yeah. across on some cable TV, <laughs> going, oh, "I saw something a bit weird." <laughs> I guess if you're married to Russell Brand, you're kind of yeah. used, to, used to the. Uh, I think that was that was company. before he cleaned his act up a little bit. <laughs> Good, I hope so. <laughs> but that's I, how he met Katy Perry. I mean, wanking I've off a tramp. <laughs> she was on the other side. <laughs> oh, you like wanking off tramps too? I mean. <laughs> <laughs> It's better than wanking off a pig, isn't it? Is it? No, it's not, is it? Wanking off a pig's nice. Rebecca. <laughs> Copious amounts of semen, apparently, if you, right. wank, if you wank off a pig. I mean, I'm thinking about Rebecca Luce. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, 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 when she enough. did that in, the, um, in that show. Yes. <laughs> I went on, we, Joe and I years ago did a, a surf commercial. Um, <laughs> And, uh, <laughs> for the washing powder, not for being cool. No, not no. for... Hey, be like us. Look at oh us. Oh, mate. Have you ever tried riding waves on a board? <laughs> it's intense. Surfing. Try it. Yeah, we were the spokesmen <laughs> for that sport. Um, yeah, the little hairy fat guy. He's, he's the one we want... I think he's really going to reach a new market <laughs> for surfing. No, for the washing powder. And it was a series of commercials where we, the idea, such as it was, was that we were sort of torturing celebrities. And mm. one of them, we tort tortured Lawrence Llewellyn Bowen. We dragged him around a barn with all his um, finery so that his clothes got dirty and he needed surf to clean them. Right. Uh, and then the other one we did was with um, uh, Keith Harris and nice. Orville. Yeah. And uh, the idea was that he was going to be catapulted into a big bowl of soup. <laughs> and then he would be dirty and need uh, the surf to clean himself. And he, um, and because, because they wanted to film this on like a sunny day, they wanted it to be a sunny day in the British countryside. Um, but because they wanted to film it in uh, February or something, that wasn't a guaranteed proposition. Yeah. So they flew us out, all of us, to <laughs> New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> and we filmed this commercial <laughs> in the Waira Rapper, which is a beautiful area of countryside yeah. in, uh, on the South Island, I think it is. And um, it must have been phenomenally expensive. They flew us out first class. And I mean, this is back in the good old days when people just had <laughs> money to fucking burn. <laughs> I mean, you know, they asked us to do it in the first place. I think the ads eventually ran for about a week and yeah. then, uh, <laughs> then everyone involved got fired. But we'd been paid by that time, so we were laughing. But the reason I mention it is because um, it rained every <laughs> single day. After they got us out there, it fucking rained. Literally solid for two weeks. So they ended up having to put up a massive green screen at added expense. And uh, they filmed us in the rain against a green screen in the middle of New Zealand and then um, got back and composited in a sunny day in the UK. It was unbelievable. But uh, when it was raining, while we were waiting for them to set up the green screen and all that stuff every day, we'd be sat there in the trailer with um, Keith Harris. And uh, it was literally just me, Joe and Keith Harris. <laughs> And, and Orville or just Keith Harris? Uh, and Orville was, was there. there he, had, yeah. he had three Orvilles. Oh, um, no, sorry. Don't sure, that's probably not one. cool, is there's it? There's only one of Orville. There is obviously. There's only one. But, but there was a couple of stand-ins. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he had. Uh, he would talk to us about all the characters. I've got. I got. Do you know? It's not just about Orville. I got about seventy-five characters. Because <laughs> how many can you remember of uh, Keith? The Cuddles the Monkey. Cuddles, yeah. Um, Cheeky Monkey, wasn't was he? Yeah. Th there was another one. 
as well. Yeah. But he I literally, 75, he had loads. Loads. I've heard one of those characters. Right. This again, I shouldn't say this. <laughs> one of those characters is his penis. <laughs> is what I've heard. Does he do yeah. little impressions? Well, you would. Why not? I mean, you'd be missing a trick, not possibly. To. I, it might have been Keith Harris, or it may have been another ventriloquist with the green duck. Uh, yeah. But uh, <laughs> some, you know, a lot of those guys, those old school guys. I'm going to say about Rod Hull because he's dead. Yeah. Uh, and. So but he used, to, you know, he was very. Even he came and did our show, and he was very uh, lascivious after any woman. I remember my friend Phil Fry, his girlfriend at the time, came up and said, "Oh, can I have a kiss, Rod?" And Rod said, "Oh, of course." And he, ki- she went to kiss him, and he just stuck his tongue in her Whoa. mouth. And she was very pretty. I just went for it, and he had his agent with him at the time, and uh, you know, he, he was a lovely guy, Rod yeah. Holt, and I really, really loved meeting him. <laughs> he was kind of a big hero of mine, but he was sort of basically <laughs> all these ventriloquist acts. I think were doing, you know, ch- just chasing women around because I think in the seventies that was just how it was. Yeah. But he. He was with the female manager, uh, and he said, "Oh, should we get a cab? Should we get you know, the party's coming down? Should we get a cab back?" And the manager was going, "Um, no, no, I think I'll get." <laughs> he came up with this kind of excuse. So all these kind of lascivious guys. But I heard that someone was giving Keith Harris a lift. Forgive me if this isn't true, and please don't sue me. Uh, but it is true, so don't sue me. <laughs> I'll, I'll find the woman, and she will admit that you did this. He just got his cock out and started talking to her with his cock as a, as a seduction. <laughs> May have been a different ventriloquist. Was him. But I mean, I bet he did it really well, though. <laughs> he did. She would have been confused for a moment. And she would have, oh my Christ, your penis is talking. <laughs> and then, uh, and then all would have become clear. But one of the things, one of the things that Keith was saying to us, like he would quite sort of sweetly and misguidedly sort of ask us for advice because he yeah. thought that we were somehow uh, part of a more hip younger generation or something and he was saying, you know what should I do to be cool and we're like fucking hell you're asking the wrong <laughs> guys um, and he said uh, what about reality shows you think I should go on any of those reality shows and we were like yeah I don't know maybe and he said I've been asked on I'm a Celebrity get me out of here and so I said yeah you should do it man that's a good show I like that show you know you should definitely do it and he's like no I turned it down I turned it down and he turned it down the year that it was John Lydon right. and uh, Peter Andre and Jordan and all yeah. that. It's like the classic year. <laughs> the mo- every single person involved with that sort of had a new lease of life from the off, off the back of that show. And he turned it down and decided instead to go on on the farm, the reality <laughs> show where Rebecca Lou's wanked off the pig. Oh. And the only person that came out of that well, I think, apart from the pig, was <laughs> I think Flavor Flav was on there right. as well. <laughs> you know, he'll do more or less anything, Flavor. But um, <laughs> it's an amazing world. Do you get? Do you still get asked to do those? No, no. The only thing I, I mean, I dream of it. My dream uh, is to one day be sufficiently successful that I get it asked on. I'm a celebrity. Get me. Really, out of you it. must have been asked to. Be, I've been asked to be on. Have that. you? Yeah, well, I've been asked to do like preliminary stages. They go, oh, "Are you interested? And would you come in from?" I was asked to be on Dancing on Ice. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was asked to do. Um, I was asked to do that game, the, the running one, the games where you do the Olympics and stuff, and I would have sure. been the fat, stupid one who comes in yeah. 30 seconds behind everyone else in 100 metres. So you're asking to go on and be humiliated basically yeah. all these things. I can't, I can't dance or skate, right. so I don't, I don't think the time to try both of those things at once is on national <laughs> TV <laughs> next to Kerry Katona. Or total, I've been asked on Total Wipeout, oh Celebrity yeah. Total Wipeout. And when they, uh, and my son wants me to do it so much. <laughs> please, Dad, please do it. But they send you a list of, like, to encourage you to go on, they send you a list of uh, other celebrities who've appeared on Celebrity Total Wipeout. Literally, I didn't know four of them. <laughs> I'd never actually heard of four of them. So I knew what sort of league I was in, but I'm not, um, <laughs> you know, I'd, I don't think I'd get the call for, uh, from I can't believe Deck. that. Well, I would go like a shot. If anyone's listening there from... Uh, yeah. And uh, not from Keith Harris's lawyers, but from, uh, <laughs> <laughs> from else. look, we're gonna have to uh, quickly get off and uh, allow uh, our st- final stand up uh, of the uh, sh- uh, series to come on. And it's fantastic, he's coming along, he's a brilliant stand up. His show is now finished, he's still just coming along to show you his fantastic wares. Will you please welcome, if he's here, the amazing Seymour Mace, ladies and gentlemen? Recognise me? I'm that bloke who stands across the road from your house. <laughs> not today, though. Today I've followed you down here, see what you get up to when you're not at home. 
uh, 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 only joking. Or am I? Uh, you'll find out later on when you go back home. Somebody's not going to sleep too well tonight. Me, because I'll be stood outside your house. It's a bit chilly. I'm glad you're laughing. A, a couple of weeks ago, I said that to this woman. She screamed and ran out the gig. Turns out she, she did have a bloke who stood across the road from her house. All her friends had chipped in the money to take her out for the night to try and cheer her up a bit. I felt shit, obviously. So I found out where she lived. And, uh, that was probably a mistake. She wasn't in so weird. Um, it's all been sorted now, though. She's really happy. She lives in a little cupboard underneath my stairs now. So everyone's a winner. Yeah. Uh, do, 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 do you think dogs get freaked out by people picking up their shit? I think that's why they look so fucking confused all the time. He's not, he's not chasing his tail, he's just trying to figure out where the fucking shit's got to. I swear I had a shit just then. I fucking, I, I felt it coming, I felt something poking out. There's something not right here. I think it's run off. That's why you see them sniffing at other dogs' arseholes all the time, isn't it? Is it up there? Have you got it? Smells like mine. Mm, tastes like mine as well. Tastes just like mine. Because mm. I love me dogs. Have we got dog? No, fucking hell. Just me. Brilliant. Come on. I've never felt so superior. Dogs are brilliant. Uh, I like dogs. I don't like all animals. Uh, I think cats are arseholes. I'll tell you that now. I know there's some people in the audience thinking, my cat's not an arsehole. Well, you shouldn't think in such a gay voice if that's how you think about stuff. Uh, I never used to like wasps, but now I do. Um, because I used to do this anti-wasp material, but now I sympathise with wasps, see, because I think I, I can empathise with them. All a wasp is, everybody knows a wasp is just a fucking second-hand bee. Everyone knows that, even wasps, right? All a wasp is just a lazy day in heaven, right? All that happens is, God's, somebody's gone to God here, we need a new animal, and God's gone, another one, fuck off. Uh, Right, gives that bee, gives that fucking bee. So he's got all of a bee, he's took its sting out and give it one that won't kill it. Then he shaved it, then he smacked it about a bit to give it a bit of an attitude, and then he sent it back out. Pimp my bee, motherfucker, there you go. And that's why wasps are so pissed off, because they know they just rip off bees. How, how annoying must that be? They can't, they can't even make honey. You can imagine the scene. Oh, I'm trying! I'm fucking trying, all right. Ah, oh, fuck this. Let's go and sting someone. But I love all the other animals in the world, right? Got Noah to thank. He saved all the animals. Without Noah, there'll be no animals at all, which would be shit. Especially if you go into the zoo. Uh, 14 quid to watch a tyre swinging about. I, I didn't even get a go. But uh, people find the whole Noah thing quite hard to believe, the fact he's gone around collecting all these animals up. What people don't realise, back in Bible times, there's only like six animals that had been invented, and they all lived just around the corner from Noah. So it was really easy to get them involved. But what happened, they were at sea for about two and a half years, and all the animals started fucking about in between the species. And that's where your new animals come from. So for example, like a wolf fucked a chicken, and that's an eagle come out of there, <laughs> isn't it? I've thought about this, I've thought about this quite a lot. A uh, bit too much, if I'm honest. I live alone, though. No surprise here. Uh, and then like, then, like, a giraffe fucked a chicken. Ostrich, isn't it? Ostrich, that. <laughs> Suddenly it all makes sense. Now, I know what you're thinking. The chicken's getting a bit of a hard time of it. Sounds like the chicken's just been passed round. Because that fucking chicken. That's not true, it's not true. In actual fact, chickens are the randiest animal on the entire planet. And pretty much every animal that you know of in existence today is a result of a randy chicken running round the ark and sticking its cock somewhere where it shouldn't be. And that's why everything tastes like chicken.
And, and that's it. <laughs> see more mates, ladies and gentlemen. Go and see a show next year at the Edinburgh Fringe. Come back next year. So we're going to do, we've we just got to close with a competition, Adam, in which we're going to, someone of you is going to become the king or queen of Edinburgh. Uh, and nick that off me. Don't they do that? And if you've noticed on, the, on Celebrity in the Jungle, that thing we were talking about, mm. that's what it's called, right? They go, the king or queen. Yep. They do that. That's, that's, what right. we, that's what me and Stu used to do. King or queen. Um, just thought I'd point that out. No one's interested. So uh, we, you all have to stand up now. So if you're standing up, you just have to be honest about whether you're still in this or not. Um, and come forward uh, towards the end. We're going to make some statements that are either true or false. If you think they're true, put your hands on your head. If you think they're false, put your hands on your bottom. Uh, and then if you get it wrong, you have to sit down. It's as simple as that. And then whoever's left in will win all that wonderful stuff. If you're second, you may also win some tickets. And uh, as it occurs to me, the final pumpkin, complete pumpkin, don't even know what it's called, only available from GoFasterStripe.com, who are brilliant. Go there and buy all of the stuff that is there, especially my stuff. Uh, so the first statement of truth or false is that during Seymour's set, I was on the internet on my phone. And the sad news has come through that the newsreader Kenneth Kendall has passed away this morning. Is that true? From the 1970s, he was in Treasure Hunt, remember? And uh, he's a newsreader. Is that true or false? That is false. So sit down if you didn't get that. That was a way of weeding out your fans, Adam, because I do that one every day. <laughs> That's just a free pass to anyone who listens to the podcast every day. Have you got a statement of truth or falsehood? Um, Coolrophobia is a fear of cool people. <laughs> True or false? <laughs> the idea is to try and knock as many people out as possible. Oh, <laughs> Which it could, if you've got this right, if they've, if they've, everyone's gone for false, but... Yeah, that is false. Yeah. It's a fear of clowns. Oh, we had a clown on the other day and I can understand that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> having said that. Uh, so uh, what else have I got for you? Um, ooh. Ah, I would fillet Keith Allen in return for... (laughs) Gordon Hodgson has just gone in return for uh, being able to go back in time and stop him ever going out with Julia Sawala before I did. Is that true or false? Um, That's false. I'm just judging it by the number of people standing up. So sit down if you said true. (laughs) Boo! I just changed... <laughs> so if you're still in the back, kind of make make yourself known, come forward. Have you got another one uh, can be about? Uh, you can reveal something about Joe or anything you like, or, your, or yourself. Um, I once dreamt that I was having um, bottom-based sexual relations with Joe and woke wow. up. <laughs> woke up. Uh, Everyone's just there going for true straight away. Go on. Woke up and you were. Uh, no, no, I, I woke up, but I was uh, very upset. <laughs> true or false? A lot of trues, a couple of falses. Uh, no, that's that's not true. Oh, good work. So we'd, who's still in? We've got this lady. Anyone still at the back? Take a step forward if you're still in the back. So stand into this little gap there. A couple over there. Uh, I used to work uh, writing the phone directory uh, for West London, and I changed the name of Stuart Lee to Stuart Wee in that phone. Is that true? <laughs> Is that true or false? I think ever, is it just four people in still? That is true. I think I've done that one before as well. So sorry about that. Have you got another one, Adam? Um, uh, the theme to the Archers was uh, produced by George Martin. Ooh, true or false? Good, good one. Well, two trues, two falses. It's the perfect question. It's true. It is true. So sit down. So we've got two ladies in. It's going to be a queen. You've both won something. Don't worry. You're both going to walk away with something today. Uh, with this question, you have to put your... Whoever goes first, decides first, will get that answer. So if you go for true, so be quick uh, off the uh, off the mark. Um, one of the things that I decided not to give away in the competition... Uh, today was a bo- uh, half full bottle of balsamic vinegar because I wanted to keep the you've got to go for false I'm afraid she's gone for true first that is true I didn't give away my balsamic vinegar you've won all this stuff madam and you get to keep it's a, in a proper Marks and Spencer's bag, bag for life usable bag that's pretty good saving the planet but, uh, also that lady over there you can still have tickets and a complete pumpkin for doing a fantastic thing Uh, I hope you've enjoyed this oh and the course I forgot oh and the crown whoa and very she was quite pushy very she was pushy but she knows who she is (laughs)
What is your name, madam? Rosa. Rosa. You are now Queen Rosa of Edinburgh for the next 11 months. You have to wear that crown everywhere you go, though. Oh, my head's much bigger than yours. It is adjustable. Queen Rosa, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed uh, this. Uh, I'd like to thank Michael Legg. Uh, I didn't... I think without him, none of this would have been possible. So I hope he uh, feels that he's, he's got the, what he's deserved him. But I would also like to thank everyone at the stand. Thank you to Tommy and Chris and everyone here, uh, uh, Eva and everyone, Dave. I can't name them all. So uh, thank you very much for, for all your help. It's been fantastic being here. Thank you for listening at home. Thank you for coming down here today. Thank you to my guest today, Seymour Mace, ladies and gentlemen, and the amazing Adam Buxton, oh, Count Buckleys. <laughs> thank you very much. Uh, we might do it again next year. Who knows? I might be crazy enough. Uh, but thank you. Hope it's been taped. Thank you, Chris. Goodbye.